Hi. Welcome to Minx on Stars. Going deeper. You got it right. Yeah. We have a new home, a new daddy. <laughs> a is, new stepfather? Is that, uh, I think, the actual term that was used? I, I don't know. No, we. I think this episode, so welcome. We are talking about Minx Season 2, Episode 1. Um, and I think the new daddy was the term that we were throwing around. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And if you follow us in our main feed, if that's where you're downloading this, welcome. It's just another weekly thing, but we're getting back to Minx. If you uh, don't follow us on our main feed, if you're just a uh, Minx on Stars going deeper listener, it's been a minute. Welcome back. It is. In our main feed, for those of you listening on the Minx feed, um, that is Forbidden Cinema. So hope you'll check that out. We have spent several months um, of the last year um, looking and listening and talking about Red Shoe Diaries. So that might interest you. Um, so we'd love for you to check that out uh, if you are waiting for more episodes of Minx to drop since we're going week to week. Week which, to week. Oh, thank you. Which <laughs> I know is tough for everybody who likes to binge, but uh, it is much more manageable for, <laughs> for us For content creators <laughs> who content create on the side. Who have on a, a very real, busy, real, really job. real part-time, part-time love, <laughs> love language kind of basis. <laughs> so... Um, us so forbidden cinema and what got it into podcasting and what led us down the minx uh train and path um we we talk about we're um children of conservative youths and we've known each other for a long time we've been married for a long time and we watch and talk about movies that were forbidden in our past and so minx definitely all of the ideas uh, definitely fall into that. Elizabeth and Perkins showed up in a few woo, uh, forbidden this things. This is true. <laughs> she did. She did. And she has. And so that's what led us to this. Just our love of Minx and of Jake Johnson and everyone who's become part of the family um, since. Um, heavy, heavy new, new girl fans. And so that's what brought us here. And so we're super excited for Minx to be back with season two. Long awaited. It's been a wild ride to get here. For sure. Um, but also, too, we're excited to be watching it, but we uh, stand with all the actors and writers that are striking right now. Uh, kind of excited that we get to watch this and it, it in its entirety got done before then. But yeah, it's we a good hope- thing that it got made like seven years ago before Max went off the... <laughs> well, you know, who, those whose name who will not be spoken. Okay, uh, sorry. Because they're too cool and changed their name to just Max. <laughs> What's that? I'm sure John Oliver would have something to say about all of this. Probably. Uh, but he's gone and he's not talking, so we're going to have to take up gonna, the mantle. <laughs> nothing for now. Anywho, so we watched it. It's out. Hope It, it just hit. Um, hope you have caught it, season two. So we wanted, I know you wanted to put a timer on the yes, clock and I'm talk about. a 10 minute timer on the clock. We might finish in like three. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, like my memory is shot. So, right. but what it's, we it's remember. Going. Start telling me what are, you know. From what we last remember season. from season one. So we've got Joyce Prigger, who is um, a self proclaimed, self righteous. Let's give her that. Um, that she's a feminist. She wants to write. She 
you know, went to a hoity-toity women's college, has this idea for a magazine that she's had since childhood. She comes, we start with the the first episode coming to like pitch fest. We open with a dream sequence of her accepting like, like every Pulitzer for the last 50 years or Exactly, whatever. basically <laughs> for, for her impact on womankind. I'm thinking everyone um, who's important in, in women, women's lib, if you will, at the time. Um, but we see her at pitch fest. She's got a swarmy guy behind her saying, hey, hey, just for, for your first pitch fest. And she goes out to pitch her magazine, which is The Matriarch Awakens. Is that right? I, that sounds pretty close. It sounds um, pretty close. So, which is, you know, too not so much in the wheelhouse of the men publishers that are they like don't get it they're scared of it they there's so many emotions that she's they showing have. all of her like you know traditional women's magazines like like seven ways to bake bread or whatever like what do you think when you see that like that sounds like cute stuff stuff my, my lady wife would read in the tub exactly <laughs> and she like wants to like you know talk about like screaming uh, women who are gen- wearing makeup and, and genital mutilation and <laughs> and things like that that are important to talk about um but so she strikes out and she throws her magazine in the trash um, and is just kind of trying to figure out what to do. And then she gets a visit from Doug Renetti, who is beloved Jake Johnson, who is our swarmy guy um, from the beginning. And he's like, I looked at your magazine. It's cute. I like the idea. I got an idea. It's like, needs a hook. It needs a hook. Exactly. So we find our way into the mix of um, Bottom Dollar Publishing, which is Doug's um, publishing, which is porn. His and empire. His, I mean, exactly. He he really has carved out. A magnate, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't use that word very often if you're not talking about sleazy dudes. This is true. This is true. Um, but so she's then like, you know, torn. Like, is this the right idea? I don't know. She's got a boyfriend at the time who's also in publishing. Um, we, we, we see him some. He, he kind of turns out to be a little like just as swarmy. Um, but... Trying to figure out, okay, how does she, okay, Doug wants to publish this. He thinks there's there's a way to do this. How do I integrate and talk about, um, you know, nudity or talk about appealing to women, but also dealing with issues? And then Cosmopolitan publishes a nude-ish centerfold of our very own Burt Reynolds. Yes. And everyone goes wild. And Doug is like, fuck. <laughs> And I bought that episode of, or that issue of Cosmo and a bunch of Brian Williams, or, uh, Adams, Brian Adams, 45s, and they never came. Yeah, you got scammed. <laughs> I got totally scammed. You got scammed. I really wanted those Brian Adams, 45s. <laughs> Please believe me. Um, but so, okay. Like, so we know it's a popular thing. Women want to see, and all the men in the offices are like confused and uncomfortable that women are like hot for Bert and all his fur, the fur he's laying on, the fur that is all over his body. The fur that is laying on him. (laughs) Yes. And we have Joyce's sister, Lena Parnum, Shelly, who's amazing, comes and brings her in an Easter basket, a copy of the mag, kind of like, hey, he's onto something. Um, This could be something, you know, we all know that we like, People are now not afraid to like put it out there that women are interested in seeing naked men. So we start the concept. We go through a montage of dicks. Um, You know, uh, shout out to Carly Hubert and the uh, the makeup team and the prosthetics team um, for (laughs) for that. And we find our perfect, just lovely bumpkin firemen. 
and I'm totally blanking out if his name is Shane or that the actor's name. I can't remember. I have no comment. No comment. Um, and so we go through a whole because we we do early in the episode have Joyce being heckled or mm-hmm. not heckled. Um, harassed cat, by cat called by a bunch of construction workers and so they turn it and bambi who is model turned into what does she get called chief fun officer CFO, <laughs> um eventually and she's they're working on the concept of you know this hot guy they, they, they pitch all this stuff you know motorcycles hogs this and that um and they go with him being a construction worker and he's being heckled and cat called by by women and he's like oh man this is tough i don't know about this um it was a great great turn though I mean, it was that fantastic first episode and i realized that i'm ta- literally talking about the first episode um and i have no much time but so we have our ups and downs we have relationships ups and downs with doug and joyce like trying to figure out what this dynamic looks like with doug and with tina his longtime you know manager business partner who is just amazing and kind of we love tina bootstraps up and they there it's them against the world we've got bambi we've got shelly and we've got um richie photographer who's amazing we've got um somebody who kind of seems like maybe he's kind of andy warhol-ish um and um i mean he says the phrase God save the queen of dicks. Lawrence I mean. Fuller, who uh, we appreciate as well. And we have all our fun cast of characters, our um, our photographers, our managers. You know, we get in trouble with the mob. Ex- we get- yes, we've got the mob involved. We've got... Student protests. Student protests, which Doug probably set that fire and really kind of, you know, you know, all publicity is good publicity. Yes. Is, the, is the, the end idea. of it, there's a fire, a bonfire of copies we of Minx. We have We have trick his lighter away. All, all kinds of things. But basically, it ends with uh, a raid slash mob uh, mentality of raiding bottom dollar productions. Um, Minx is uh, by a bunch of men who feel like that. They're going to have oh right. There's some disc jockeys and jalapenos and hand jobs, which ta da 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 brings us to our cocktail tonight. Yeah, they're all afraid that women are going to take all of or or like are are going to take all of the you know because men and women are completely equal and they're afraid that this is going to make you know men be just subservient to <laughs> this crazy radical dominant women whatever. So right. Yeah, you know, the fragility of men. Yes. Um, yeah, we have Dick Cabot. We have all these kind of things. So Joyce's star is rising, um, albeit people are confused. Um, and Doug is kind of falling into the, the back limelight. Um, and he's not sure how he feels about that. He he's, he's likes being in his wheelhouse, kind of a top dog. So we, we end with everything kind of bottom dollar productions being kind of kaputs. Um, Minx is up for grabs. You know, he says he owns it, but then he goes to Joyce and says, it's yours. And we start season two with Joyce looking for a new publisher. I mean, the only things I would, we have, we have two minutes left. The only things I would have to add to that are we do get the, uh, a lot of talk about women and what they're experiencing in bed. This is true. We have, you know, Shelly takes Joyce aside and is like, look, like, Take this, turn it up to seven and see what you think. And Joyce realizes that she's never been there before. And we have that happens on the radio and Shelly's husband hears it and it's not great. Right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of awakenings that are positive and things that people are learning and, and having to readjust and figure out their, their new dynamics going forward. All right. So what you drinking, babe? Um, you tell me. I think it's a jalapeno hand job. It is. It is. This is a, so it's a jalapeno infused Patron Silver Tequila. So did this exist or did I you? I infused it. No, 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 no. I know you infused it. I watched you do that. Like this cocktail. This cocktail is based on a spicy margarita cocktail on the Patron website. Okay. I found that cloyingly sweet and kind of terrible, so I screwed with it a little bit. Okay. To to fall in line with uh, the happenings of Minx. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yes, a disc jockey is, is uh, assaulted by a uh, jalapeno oiled hand, and yeah. Yep. It kind of what, what brings forth the riot. Got it. So cheers, lover. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Because I, I get I get a little scared of spicy cocktails. Mm. G- give us all the ingredients. Okay, so we've got uh, some jalapeno infused tequila. We have a blood orange puree and some lime juice. And that's about it. And a... And a tahini rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my what did I say? My rim job technique is really uh, really taking off here tonight. You fill, fill in the theme. I sure am. <laughs> we'll post some pictures on Instagram. It's got a pretty nice garnish, if I do say so myself, which is ripped completely from the Patron website. So to uh, John and Eloise Dehoria, if you're a uh, main feed listener, you'll, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know John Dehoria is... He got his billions from Patron Tequila, but he's the Paul Mitchell, if you don't look good, we don't look good guy. And oh, and Eloise Dehoria was a lady in a thong in uh, Weekend of Bernie's. So <laughs> very <laughs> much very the, a, a through, through line of our childhood and our podcast. <laughs> All right. So Minx season two, episode one, the perils of being a wealthy widow. Yes. So we open up what what seems like another dream sequence from Joyce. She's stepping out of a royal. She's got Rolls Royce. She's got a mink coat on. She's on a red carpet. People are asking her about all of her success. Why does she make it look so easy? <laughs> Why do men look make it look so hard? <laughs> and we have a marquee that says "World's." Does it say first female or just no? It just first says "World's first billionaire, billionaire pornographer." pornographer. <laughs> and then we have Doug waking up from a cold sweat. <laughs> I love the juxtaposition of season one to season two. It was a perfect way to to have a similar idea. I even wrote, it's Nick's dream. I mean, Doug. It's exactly what I wrote, Actually, I think I wrote Jake's dream in this okay. time. Okay. <laughs> Nick, a.k.a. Jake, a.k.a. Doug. Um, they're in basically the burned out bottom dollar productions. He's with Tina. I completely forgot about the riot. I did too. <laughs> I totally did too. I was like, oh, that's right. And she's like, you're calling her name again. He's like, I promise it's not a sex dream. She's like, I think I wish it was. <laughs> um, so, yes, then we get the title card of The Perils of Being a Wealthy Widow. 
and then we go through kind of a series of Joyce being pitched. I love that the third one is always Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> Hester Prynne. I don't know. Just... Right. It's like basically like we we want to put we put you in the pantheon of these famous women, these important women, these like fashionable women, depending on the publications we're talking about. Because we've got Hearst, Meredith, which I'm not familiar with, and Condé Nast. Um, so we definitely are talking about, yeah, but it's like Sojourner Truth and... <laughs> <laughs> the third one is always Jackie O. Always Jackie O. And she says, first one she laughs, she's like, oh, that's a tea party I'd like to attend. And then she's like, oh, that's a tea party I can get behind. Third one, she's like, it's not my first tea party. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, I get it. Same pitch all the way around. Um, Everybody's bringing her a tab. Yes. I didn't know that tab was, uh, I thought that was like more of an 80s thing than a 70s thing. No, oh, I think that's 100% a 70s thing. You, you haven't been reading through as many 70s um, that's true. men's magazines that's, as but, I have for But that's podcast. our first sugar-free cola, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. We, we did have a, I don't know if childhood friend is gracious, um, but a childhood person that we knew, like in youth group, so parents were involved, but the dad was obsessed with tab and had a tab machine in his garage. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly okay. who you're talking about. Um, so, yeah. My first experience with Tab was on a Boy Scout trip, and my dad would get from vendors, like, not full sodas or, like, hot dogs that were cut to irregular lengths, and <laughs> it was all just... Janky fuck. <laughs> like, sometimes you'd open it up, and it'd be, like, orange soda, and you'd, like, take a drink, and, like, uh, this is Dr. Pepper, <laughs> or whatever, or it's, like, half full, or it's not carbonated. That stuff might have been poisoned. I don't know. There's hot dogs that are, like, three feet long. Hot dogs that are, like, two <laughs> inches long. Like, the cutter hadn't been going right that day. And you know what? For a show like Minx, all sizes are fine, you know? That's right. That's right. Whatever you got, just go with it. All right. It, 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 there's somebody for that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... Basically, she's as she's going through these pitches and realizing that, you know, these boardrooms of men are just like they they don't get it. It's the same guys that didn't get it in the pitch fest in the first yeah. season. But now they want her. Now they're not laughing her out of the room, but they want her because she can make money. Right. You know, she can have access to the club. She can have access to this Gucci briefcase with a phone in it, which <laughs> she, she calls, calls Shelly. Shelly. She's like, I'm you for my briefcase. Um, you can have access to the Condé Nast fashion closet. You can have like all the different little perks that go with this as well. Um, but she's, you know, she's feeling the pressure. It's like, this is an important decision because Bambi and Richie have walked out um, of what's left of bottom dollar to join her. So she's got them at, you know, her, it, they're her responsibility now to make sure that they're successful too. At she the wants same to make time, sure we've got Doug pitching to save his company. Right, He's exactly. like, I need some cash. Like, I've, got, I've got great ideas. I need cash. Everybody else is offering her cash and has no good ideas. Right, exactly. It's like, I'm the one who recognized the good idea. No, I don't have uh, the, the the rights. I have a great idea for a new magazine. It's around running. Running is really popular. It's called a jogging. A new fitness trend. I was like, it's jogging. It's like, <laughs> apparently, you just run. <laughs> there you said, I think I drowned you out there. Jogging. Like, there's no G. It's like, it's hip. It's cool. But then, you know. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of G's in that jogging. There is, but not the, not the ending one. Okay. That's that's the one whether you're square or you're cool. <laughs> we got an apostrophe or a G. That means you're you're with it or you're not. Um, or you think it's a silent J, uh, like <laughs> a soft J. Uh, Anchorman, uh, which is one of my favorite lines, honestly, from the movie. Um, yeah. 
But so, yeah, he's pitching all his crew. You know, he's maxed to the gills in terms of his loans. Um, you know, he's coming to his friends, which this little this little <laughs> interchange is one of my favorites. I don't remember the guy's name. Louis, maybe? That's I'm not guess. sure. I mean, we open on Lady Liberty very nude. <laughs> very nude. Um, and she's like, I don't smile. Liberty's a serious business. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. It is, it is a good line. The the naked ladies in this always have some good things to say. <laughs> they really do. Um, and, you know, he's talking to Louie and he says to so-and-so, to somebody, he's like, hey, he's like, go make sure Liberty's tits are properly fortified. <laughs> I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Um, but, yeah, he's like, oh, before we'll get else we'll swing back to it. But um, he's like, man, he's like, you got too fancy for your friends. You like you, you got to go to go and dig Cabot and you did an RSV for my Christmas party. He's like, Two Fingers Mikey had to be Santa. And he's like, what? It's like he pinches he pinches butts. He doesn't pinch cheeks. He's like, you're like, that's it. Mikey he's like, you gotta like pick Mikey the deuce over me. <laughs> There's like so many ways of saying Mikey's name. It's so funny. But he says, like, we all know who Mikey is. You've changed. Right. Yes. It's 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 like you know yep you he's like you're gonna you're gonna blame me he's like this is he's like all oh, that's your fault it's like you know my wife is upset there's no Santa like that's totally on you I'm gonna blame this on Mikey did you did you get who got the doll who procured the dog oh, it, was at Mikey. The end? it was two yeah. fingers Mikey it was two fingers Mikey got the dog <laughs> I, I totally did I was like perfect <laughs> sorry you want to go back to the bakery uh, yeah we didn't even talk about okay. the bakery so we're, we're at richie's family bakery um he's ogling a baker who i guess is his godson <laughs> which that came out of nowhere later yeah he's like oh like our families are friends and then like later he's like oh that's my godson <laughs> like problematic um but yeah so you know he's working but not being paid because it's a family business and Bambi's there and they're talking about Joyce and Joyce gets there and he's like, I've got someone reached out to me about some boudoir photos. She's a rich bitch. Like, I'm going to go do that. You best figure out, you know, how to make a decision because you need to make a decision. Like, we need a publisher or this is nothing and I'm going to find something else. Before that, Bambi is talking and she's like... That's a great idea for a uh, for a shoot. You know, somebody like sweating, like kneading and kneading and kneading, like nude, like maybe not in a food prep area. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she is the best. Her timing is so good. Where did she come from? Have we ever figured that out? Um, I mean, I we can IMDb. I, it. I have, but like, like before that, does she like improv or comedy or I don't writing really know her background. Acting, like, where, what has her? Uh, theater or did, did we will t- message her and see if she'll say okay okay because she is just the standout of this se- this entire series i think i really think so all right so um what you got what you got i got uh so we're at the at the shoot that's my next note well i've got to just back about on um, bottom dollar and tina's like you haven't any luck like we don't have enough money to print the magazines that are ready to go we don't have enough money to distribute the magazines that are already printed like we're we're screwed like we can't even make money on the things that we actually have money to make on and he's like it's great everything's fine um she's like this is not this confidence is not warranted he's like it's us with our backs against the wall that's the way i like it you know it like he likes you know him and tina up against the world mixing it up hustling and I think, no, I think it comes later. Never mind. Excuse me. Okay. So, 
I think I just, like don't have any notes about the shoot at all. Okay, well we're getting to the shoot and Bambi is flaked. Right. And she's like, it's not like her to flake. And of course, Joy says she doesn't have a permanent address. <laughs> He's like, but it's not like her to like miss a place that has a shower. Is what Richie <laughs> says. So Joyce is there on the shoot. And we're playing this palatious like estate. It's very like Grecian and, you know, gorgeous. Like There's white a marble. weird butler. Like. The with, butler is like Robert Blake in <laughs> Lost Highway. I mean, it is, he's weird. With two Afghan hounds, which <laughs> always just, I don't know exactly what it says, but it says a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> it says like, we have shushu dogs that require impeccable grooming. So they're going in and uh, Joy starts to realize who, who this woman is, who's called. I completely did not write her name down, so I don't remember. So we'll just say it's Elizabeth Perkins. Um, we don't Const- find out who she Constance Papanopoulos, maybe? Go for it. That, that's- I don't want to seem stereotypically Greek, if, but if, I if think that's- that that's right. Okay. We'll double check. She's a shipping magnate? Yes. Or was, until she was. got kicked out of her company by a bunch of men. Exactly. But, you know, Joyce had a whole class on her mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't realize who she is. She's a huge hero. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And so Constance comes in and... Um, Richie is setting up the shot and it is basically a shot that they had were planning on doing with the next centerfold of minks. And Joyce is like, what the heck? Like, we can't do this. She's like, he's like, um, it was my idea and we ain't got no minks. So I'm going to use it. I've got a little later on. He says, Dixon Mares is my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and basically Constance says, Ms. Prigger, um, you're going to be helpful. Like if you want to be successful as a CEO, um, you need to be able to do all the jobs and you're here to assist your photographer. So do it right. And she's like, oh, WTF, she knows who I am. <laughs> Before that, though, we have uh, the dogs are Ferdinand and Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, you did? Because she says something about Spanish or whatever. And then she's like, oh, don't say that word. <laughs> that activates the killing instinct. Right. And they're all like, what, <laughs> like, what was the word? What was the word? <laughs> and then we've got Shelly. Is at home and Bambi shows up. Yes, at the door. Yes, and Shelly says that she and Lenny are tearing through the Kama Sutra. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh, Bambi's like, "Well, he needs to stretch before this. <laughs> if you don't stretch before the uh, the wheelbarrow, like <laughs> Gene Hackman's lumbar has never recovered." <laughs> I love her little drops about like all yeah, all this like pop culture stuff, all these pop culture people. Um. And how she's, like, been woven into the tapestry that is 70s uh, Americana. <laughs> I need to look up. Did Gene Hackman ever have, like, a weird lumbar thing? <laughs> is, I don't is know. That a th- or they just write that just out of the blue? <clears throat> um. So then, right. So it's, like, she's talking about her issues with Joyce. Like, I know you said you don't want to see me and, but I really need your help. Like, are you good with Joyce? Are you guys talking? She's like, yeah, she called me from a briefcase the other day. And we've gone into the whole Bambi and Shelly. It's complicated. I mean, we, I I made a noise, I think talking about, yeah. So they hooked up like they've, but, but not just hook up. Like it's, it's like 1977. She's got three kids and a husband who's a dentist and yeah, that that's that's big. 
It's big, but it, it's it's bigger. It, it's big for Bambi too. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's like just some sort of fling. I think that like Bambi has seen something really special in Shelly, something that she hasn't seen before. And she's helped Shelly recognize how beautiful she is and how sexy she is and how important she is and how, you know, she's a thriving woman. And that's what's made them both attracted to each other. Um, so it's not, it's not, yeah, it, it's it's complicated, I think, because of that. It's not just complicated because Well, she's of, living the American housewife dream of 1977. Right, being married to a dentist and... And yeah. she likes being a mom. She likes being married to a dentist. She, like, mm-hmm. she likes all of that, but there's this other side that she likes too. Right, I mean, she likes being... She likes feeling sexy and beautiful and, like, and it's not... It's really... I think what this show does well and what makes it more complicated is like Lenny's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Lenny wants to make her happy. Lenny wants her to be happy. He wants her to be satisfied. He wants all those things. And he's, as he learned via radio broadcast that he was not doing those things, he wanted to make it right. Like doubling down. Like, all right, let's And make it better. Out. Exactly. So he's a good dude. Like, that's Mark Watney. Let's science the shit out of this. <laughs> and like, he's a good dude. And, like, he's not some guy who ignores her or abuses her or just doesn't care about her and his own, you know, and only his own success. So... No, his biggest flaw is he gets his feelings hurt. I mean... Right. I mean, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, so that's what makes it super complicated. It's like everyone in here really wants everyone to be in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I wish that that was the world's problem. Like we're all like have the same motivation, but just a little different angles from coming at it. And that's our disagreement. Isn't it so much fun back in episode one again, where everything's light and fun. And you you know, we, for those of you that have followed us for a while, you know, we like our light tone stuff. (laughs) I mean, this show is fantastic. And when it's doing drama, it's doing drama very well. But if it was just episode one for the whole season, I'd be fine. With It'd be that. great. Um, Constance Papadopoulos. Okay, That's which I close think is pretty much what I said. But I think there were some D's and P's that I didn't say. Anyway, um, so right, so she's like, "Can I talk to you?" Like Joyce needs to make this decision. She's talked to many publishers, and Bambi or uh, Shelley saying, "Well, you know, making a decision." can be really hard. It can seem very final. Um, it can seem like a better, like not making a decision can can feel more comfortable. Um, there's a lot to weigh. Like there's some things that sometimes you want to do, but you know you shouldn't do. And it's like, it's very much a mask conversation about them and their relationship. And Bambi sounds stupid. She's picking it up. Um, and she's, you know, Shelly says something about, you know, things that you want to do, but you can never do again. And she's like, never. She's like, I don't think that, it's going to hurt any of these publishers' feelings <laughs> um, to say that. But never, never, like never, never, then never equals now. <laughs> and we're kissing and we're there. And it's like, you know, the connection that they have and like the two different places that they have, are coming from in their lives. But their connection that they have is, I think, I don't know. It's it's really, it's something. I don't, I don't know how to describe it exactly because I'm not sure. It's tough because I respect a, you know, a relationship she already has. And I know that she does too. And it, it's tough. We want everybody to be who you are, but we also want you to honor your commitment. I don't know. It, it's, that's a tough place. It's true. If everyone is consenting and everyone is a, 
aware and everyone's on board, then fine. You know, that's that's that. But if there's subterfuge. Uh, th- I like the way you say subterfuge. <laughs> Then you know, like it, it's it's not as good. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, that was just not articulate. If there's subterfuge, it's not as good. That's <laughs> it's a jalapeno hand job. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, go listen to our last where Jenny decided our uh, what the, the thing of our pod our podcast motto was. If you're not having an eight-second vaginal orgasm, it's on you, and you're, there's something wrong with you. And women, you should smile more. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's basically one of the the main themes of Red Shoe Diaries, which is maybe why she killed herself. Uh, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, anyway, moving on. I just wrote like moving back to the uh, to the uh, photo shoot. Is that a real dick? Oh, I feel like there's a lot of prosthesis in the first season. I think they probably all are because I still think that there's. I don't know if you can show that much full frontal nudity. I feel like that one was was moving like the others did. I don't know. I'll put that on a list of things to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we just watched episode two. We'd like to have a conversation with the the team, and this is our first question. Absolutely, exactly, yes. I don't know. I feel if that was prosthesis, they've really got like from season one to season two, they've really this is like Ray Harryhausen to Jurassic Park level. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just killed Jenny, guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> the delivery truck. It's it's just one. It looks like a '50s truck, and it's spouting all kinds of things. And she's like, and Tina's like, is that because it is a meat truck? Yes, barely still written on the side. Um, but so, but we have Constance. We we talked about the shoot for a second, but she wants a boudoir shoot with this gorgeous man. I just assumed the boudoir shoot was like her taking her. photos of her. No, yep. it's like she's like, I want this dick on me. Yeah, she's like, I want to document it. He was in my drawing class. I don't think charcoal captures it correctly. We need it permanent on film now. <laughs> okay. Man. That's a great thing to say about someone's... That's a real good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working with anything that anybody would ever say that about. I'm not gonna talk, we're not going to talk about that right okay. now. We're talking about minks. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so we got that. And she's like, it doesn't occur. She's in the presence of this powerful woman, but it doesn't even occur to Joyce that maybe this might be a path to to their success. Um, then we've got, yeah, we've got this truck pulling up and Tina's like, no. <laughs> like, we're not doing this again. She's like, no. 37 hours from what L.A. to Albuquerque delivering. We did this once. Dirty magazines. We're beyond this. I'm going to business school. We are not doing this. And he's excited about the road trip. Like, he'd be down. He'd be. I feel like he would be down to start over. And yeah, he's been rich for a decade. Like, they worked it out, like, when they were probably somewhere between 16 and 20. And, you know, now they're... Probably early thirties, you would say. I would say. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, I'm sure that the actor, the you know, Jake Johnson is not early thirties, but sorry, I just cheers the mic. <laughs> but yeah, he he is 
been sleeping on silk sheets, but he is ready to get back into the gym and he's work. He's probably it. gotten a little complacent. He's like, you know, he's gotten into his groove and he likes that. He likes being the underdog. He does. He likes showing people he can do it and rubbing it in their faces. <laughs> Nobody thought I could do this. Like it's it's me against the world or you and he likes the you and me against the world. That yeah, is his he does. that is his jam. Um then we have the waking up in the pantry. Right. Or I don't know if we're waking up, but we, we we come into the pantry and we've got both Bambi and Shelly. It's a really nice pantry. I could really go for some post quotal cereal. Oh man! Like next time we like if you just happen to have some cinnamon toast crunch around. Shit, happen to have cinnamon. <laughs> that, there's nothing more intentional than having cinnamon toast crunch. No, there's intentional about having it because once it's in the house, it's gone. Well, that's the thing, like. Uh, procuring. There's nothing more intentional than procuring cinnamon toast crunch. Come on, like it's like you're you're saying like I don't care about anything for a week. <laughs> like I am. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Yes. Like this will be empty by breakfast tomorrow. Yes, because it's gonna be everything I eat for a snack. I'm gonna like walk to the pantry. I don't know. Maybe I'll get my steps in walking to the pantry 18 times to take a handful of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> For fucking sure. We might have some relationship and sex advice. Don't come to us for for food advice. But so the baby's like, oh, where's the toy? She's like, oh, that's what goes first. They fight over the toy. She's like, oh, I found one. Can I have it? She's like, no, you can't. I'll, she's like, it's a comb. Whatever. Like, I'll buy you a comb. It was very like, oh, mm. baby. And she's like, no, you can't take the boys. Like, I don't even want to deal with, with the fact that, like, there's not a, a toy or a prize in the cereal. But I don't think there are prizes in cereals anymore. Really? Is it, like, some health thing? Thanks, I Obama. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think I, I feel like I hear it advertised. That's true. I don't think I see cereal commercials, though. Maybe we're just not watching DuckTales. Or... Um, I feel like I see Cinnamon Toast because they're, they're cannibalistic. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch squares eat each other, which is weird. Um, I think I have seen that before. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that. I don't see like tricks or Captain Crunch or things like that anymore. Um, those may they may think those are still actually for kids. I've seen like I've seen Lucky Charms occasionally, but definitely not like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I think that it, they feel like Cinnamon Toast Crunch can be for adults. Maybe I don't even think you'd have to advertise. <laughs> I mean that's the thing Maybe that's the thing They were like We don't need to Like we just need to have We got, we got you all hooked On our cartoon characters As children And right. now <laughs> We're not wasting this dollars <laughs> now, like, like Thousands of hours of therapy later And you still can't stop <laughs> <laughs> um, And so Yeah we're in the pantry And then we hear Honey I'm home And it's like dum, dum, dum. Shit He's like You will never believe what happened <laughs> And Lenny turns around And he's covered in blood <laughs> Was like, like well, whoever like was doing a molar extraction. I always knew he was a gusher. <laughs> Turned around like you're covered in blood. It's like well, I told you he was a gusher. <laughs> that, know, like, you got home early. I got gushed on. <laughs> <laughs> I got gushed on. That would he would not have blood all just, just randomly all over his shirt. Uh, now there that's so unhygienic. It's <laughs> oh my gosh. And so he meets the world famous Bambi. Yeah. I mean, so he knows that she wears a bottom dollar and that she took the photos. Yes. Yes, he does mention that. She's like, baby was here to borrow this bra. <laughs> I lost my bra in a well. <laughs> it's like, well, that just tops my gushing story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, I do want to ask him a question. He's like, how did you take such 
did he say sexy or beautiful? I think he said sexy. I don't remember. But it was yeah. my wife. And he's like, well, you know, look at her. She's a beautiful woman. He's like, I know. Like, so you're very like appreciating this woman. I mean, see, you can't hate on that. No. But it's complicated. I mean, this is back like, they probably didn't have digital images and little like photo books. Like boudoir back then is probably eight by tens that somebody developed in their kitchen. Well, she like a, pro- they, a folio. She probably, like, Richie probably helped her develop it. Yes, yes, true. But we're at Condé Nast because we have to make a decision. And she's going to sign with Condé Nast. You're going to get along great with the gals down at Vogue. <laughs> They're always correcting us. So what we're saying is that Minx and the Devil Wears Prada are in the same universe. Of course. Of course they are. Um, but I love like that, that thing is like that Ms. and Mr. are the same thing, which, yes, they are. <laughs> it's like, I love that. I don't know why this made me think of but someone was like, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're doing push-ups. Like, I, I, I do lots of bar classes, so there's a lot of fitness stuff in my life. It's doing push-ups. And people were like, well, do you do, like, regular push-ups or girl push-ups? Like, well, do both. We don't call them girl push-ups. What do you call them? Knee push-ups. Because that's what they fucking are. They're knee <laughs> push-ups on your knees. They're girl fucking push-ups. Half of those assholes can't do real push-ups. They should do knee push-ups so they can learn how to do a fucking push-up. <laughs> Their ass is in the air. Get some form, people. Get anyway, some form. sorry. That was just something I thought of. It's like, well, what do you call it? What it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so Doug's back. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Don't sign that. It's like, excuse me. She's like, what? He's like, you didn't want to do that. I saw the fake smile on your face talking to them and the real smile you saw when you saw me at the door. And she's like, what? And he's like, I had a, a conversation, which I guess maybe he talked to Richie. I mean, because it's not really super clear. Mm-mm. But I talked to Constance Papadopoulos and like she might be interested in producing Minx. And she's like, wait, what? Yes, this is a good idea. This is where they're good. Yeah, like, it's, it's, she's, she sounds like she's going to say it's a terrible idea. Like Constance publishing Minx, that's a great idea. <laughs> like it's perfect. Like she's exactly someone who would get it and like the scrappiness of it. And like she's coming, she would understand and I adore her and love her and revere her. And damn it, why didn't I think of this first? <laughs> and Doug's just like, She's got deep pockets and no idea how to do any publish. Like, <laughs> like, so, she's not going to get in our way. Right. Exactly. We can do it. It's fine. She's like, I got a meeting, but he said he won't, she won't do it without Minx. Like she won't, you know, do anything with bottom dollar without Minx. It's like, so I've got a meeting. I just need an hour of your time. So then we show up at a dog show. <laughs> I, I do said, love that it says spectators entrance this way. And they walk right into the. And I said, no one enters a dog show like Doug Renetti. <laughs> He just walks right fucking in. Um, and he procures another Afghan from Mike. <laughs> Two fingers, Mike. I hope this dog <laughs> has a good life. It's very well groomed. I'm it sure it has a good life. You can't have a... An Afghan's going to show if it doesn't have a good life. But like, has he borrowed it for an hour or is this his dog now? I feel like he's borrowed it for an hour. Okay. That's what I think. Because it constantly says, like, you know he stole that dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's totally got his number. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, I told her, like, yeah, we have matching dogs. And his name is Abracadabra. And actually, it's a it's a she. But nope, it's not. It's a he. And I told her, like, she was like, I'd love to continue this conversation. I just don't know when that would be. And so he's like, I'm basically making it now. <laughs> so we're showing up. 
And she's like, what? He has, she has, he has totally bamboozled both of them. Yes, he has. Because um, he knows he kind of needs to. Right. I mean, that's his job is to like move fast and move his arms wildly and say wild things. And people go, wait, I agreed to what? <laughs> <laughs> but he's done so well at it for so many years. It's his jam. It is his superpower. It's his skill set. It really is. Um, and so she's like, ah, oh, Mr. Renetti, Joyce, fancy to see you here. She's like, oh, and the famous, beautiful abracadabra. <laughs> I mean, she remembers all the things and I appreciate that. And he's like, you know, introducing them. And basically, he's like, I'd like to do the deal. And she's like, Joyce is like, can I speak with you alone? And she's like, great. Doug, Mr. Renetti, you go take the dogs. They need to go do something. You go take care of that. But before that, he introduces her as Miss Joyce Pridget. Miss, does he? I yes, didn't he catch does. It. I didn't catch it, but um, I mean, that is accurate as well. Like all of those things are accurate. I don't know why there's so many different ways to say it. I think that's kind of the point. Like we have all this whatever, because like I had a choral director. Is it Miss if you're unmarried and Mrs. if you are, and then Ms. is neutral? Ms. is neutral. I think for a long time, Ms. meant kind of divorced. Hmm. But also, it's a very you're it's a, supposedly you're not if you've been a missus you can't be a miss. But I don't. I know someone who like took that back. It's like no, I got divorced. It was not my choice, and so I'm miss again. I and she distinctively like made a thing about it. Like I am miss. I am not Ms. or Mrs. Like this is who I am, and you're gonna say it, and that's period and it's like it was the first time i thought about it like why do we like there's mister mister is mister and sister and mister and i think that's the whole point of this is that like there shouldn't be like whether i'm married or not should not be like my name shouldn't be affected it's like pre-ownership ownership post-ownership no it's ownership of father ownership of husband and then post-ownership damaged goods is basically, Ouch. I mean, we have these weird, like, it, 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 it means fucking shit. So, anyway. But, yes, it, I didn't catch it. But all of those things are very pointed when all of them are being said and, and who says what and how they say them, for sure. I just feel like that's something, that's something a line editor missed. Like, that. <laughs> Maybe. I But I don't think so. I think. It, it's just him getting, not getting it just enough. Like, he gets it a lot. He, I will give him a lot of credit. He gets a lot. He's trying. He's trying so hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, but that he missed. Like, he doesn't understand the, the distinction and what that means. Um, and she's like, yes, go take a lap. You have until the gong of, like, some sort of dog show importance. I don't know. What it, the only thing I know about the Westminster dog show is it used to... Uh, Preempt WWF Monday Night Raw <laughs> one week a year. <laughs> I'm surprised that Vince McMahon didn't get a dog and show up. <laughs> I mean, that's short short sighted. Yes, yes, 100. percent Basically, she's like, I don't invest. He would have said something about bitches. Sorry, he probably would have. Constance uh, Elizabeth Perkins says like. You know, entrepreneurs are always coming to me. I'm out of business. Like, I, I'm not interested really. But, like, I don't invest in businesses. I invest in people. So tell me why. She's like, it's not just me. Joyce is like, it's not just me. It's my team. Like, it's, you know, I I have people knocking at the door. It, I could do this with Condé Nast, but I don't want to because they don't get it. Um, 
I want to keep the spirit. I want to wear bootstraps. I want to keep it scrappy. I want to like have the ability to, you know, to really do what we set out to do and keep that same spirit. She's like, and you get it. You know, she's like, you know, you, you have had your, your trials and your, she's like, but I'm, I failed. She's like, I lost my business and they tried to kill me. She's like, I'm not going to try to kill you. Like, <laughs> you know, you've done this, you know, you understand it just because that's what the outcome was. Doesn't mean that you can't do this again and be highly successful. You're still incredibly highly successful. You still won. And she's like, okay, cool. But Elizabeth Perkins is like, we'll blaze our own trail. And do we need Doug? And she says, yeah, we kind of do. Like, he pushes me in a way that I would not admit, and you better not fucking tell him I said this. She's like, but he, yeah, like you said, she totally, he totally stole this talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's kind of his way. It's kind of his charm. Like, he, we need him. We do. She's like, okay. And that's that. And she's like, oh, she kind of like touches, oh. like kind of treats her a little bit like a dog. Right. She's like, oh, I guess I'm following you. Like, <laughs> it's like, we're back. 50-50 partners. <laughs> like, she's like, uh, no, 51-49. Constance insisted. He's like, that's 49 more than I had this morning. I appreciate that. <laughs> He's like, looking on the bright side of life. And that's it. Right? Tiki bar. Oh, kamikazes yeah. And- I kind of wrote also to like kamikazes. Like, is that foreshadowing? We're drinking mm. kamikazes as a celebration. Like, and she's like, I've been to Polynesia, which I don't think you say anymore. Um, <laughs> but she's like, this ain't it. But this is awesome. Drinks on me. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Going out on a high note. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, be back. If you're in the Forbidden Cinema feed, we'll be back with our finale of Red Shoe Diaries next week. If you're in the uh, Minx on Stars feed, we'll see you next week for Minx on Stars. We'd like you to be in both. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, If you find us charming and endearing and you are also, as per Elizabeth Perkins, tickled by the taboo. uh, (laughs) Ooh, tickled by the taboo. (laughs) Then hopefully you'll find that both ways. Or if you find Jenny charming and endearing and you just get past me, I'm cool with that too. (laughs) I don't know, babe. We're a package deal. (laughs) You and me up against the world. That's why I like it. There we go. All right, guys. Well, check us out on Instagram, Minx on Stars, going deeper. Um, you can follow us also on Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. You can shoot us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Um, and you can please rate, review, subscribe, all the things, maybe to both. Uh, we'd appreciate it. It really, really helps. It's not something we've talked about in a while, but really curious to see who's out there and who's listening and what you want to hear. Um, and I hope that you are enjoying this first, uh, foray into Minx again and excited to take this journey with you. All right, guys. And let's, let's listen to this. Let's get it out on social media. I'll be back on Reddit here any second now trying to promote everything about Minx. You know, we barely got through the last season, got a new one and this new one took a lot of work on the ground crew. So, uh, let's get season three going. Love it. Well, can't right now. But hopefully we can soon. Um, But love it so far. Hitting the ground running. It's the best. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.